0: The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. So glad that you have joined me. Prophetic wars of the Bible are happening now. Is that what it is? Is it prophetic wars from the Bible? Well, Israel did become a nation, and when it became a nation, that did set up end-time stuff. A lot of the stuff in the Bible couldn't be fulfilled until Israel had become a nation. So if you wonder why some Christians like freak out over things so much more now than maybe other things that have happened in the past, I don't know. Just anything that they point to, you have to understand that if certain things were happening in the past, yet Israel wasn't a nation because it happened before World War II, you'd be looking at the Bible saying, well, we can't even be close. There isn't even an Israel. How can they even have the temple and some of these things be happening? It talks about these wars against Israel. And if it was before World War II, you're like, well, that ain't happening So a lot of people, I don't know if they brush them off, or they think some of the wars mentioned in the Old Testament are things that were already fulfilled. But no, a lot of these wars were prophetic wars in the Old Testament, and they even say they're Latter-day wars, wars that are at the very end. And now that Israel is a nation, and these wars and the very players, the, the very nations, the very people. That are named in the Bible are the ones doing it. It's their descendants. The Bible will sometimes use, you know, the name of what the people or nation was at that time the Bible was written. And they may have ha- may have a different name today, but we can easily know geographically who the Bible is talking about. So Bill Solace. He's been predicting these biblical wars that lead into the tribulation for years. I saw him like a year ago, way before anything happened with Israel, uh, the war popping up, obviously. Uh, And he was talking about these wars that are going to have to be fulfilled pretty soon because he believed they were pre-tribulation wars, wars that are going to happen that lead you into the tribulation. And I'm like, you don't really hear many people go into that or study like things found in Isaiah. Isaiah and jeremiah and ezekiel that are end time or stuff a lot of times when you hear end time stuff it's just people talking about the book of revelation and that's it when there's lots of prophetic stuff the whole bible is really prophetic but there's lots of end time prophetic stuff in many different books and sometimes you have to piece these things together and you can start to get a timing of wait In this part of the Bible, it says this is happening to this nation, and here it is in this part of the Bible about a different nation, but that nation is named here, and you can see an overlap, and you can figure out, well, these might tie into each other. This leads into that, and you're getting into this. Now, someone who doesn't know the Bible is going to be confused, but someone who has been studying the Bible, studying these things over and over again, uh, eventually, it like anything, you become an expert at it. It's not that hard. It actually becomes easy. That's hard for people to understand. But, I don't know, it's like you look at uh, a scientist and they're working on something, but if it's something that they do all the time, eventually it's not that hard. It's hard for everybody else, but they're very experienced in it. Bill Solace is very experienced in this. I just like that he would tackle it at a different angle. So even if you don't believe that these wars or this Israeli conflict is going to lead into these wars. You'll still find this interesting. Um, I'm going to get into it as quickly as I can, but I still have to set up that you understand, look, how in the world is this stuff going to go backwards? Like, it, you think people are going to just return to Gaza? We can just now stop and... You know, Palestinians will just, the re- Gaza is, is pretty much wiped off the map already. I mean, the buildings are completely bombshelled and destroyed and they're going to do way more. There isn't going to be much left of Gaza. So I don't see how this, this, you're not going to be able to go back. So since you know you can't go back, what's going to happen going forward? And if you know it's going to be more conflict, does the Bible indicate that these conflicts were even going to happen? Is this very conflict in the Bible, the one we're seeing right now with Hamas? Well, I can only give you a little bit, but I've seen several interviews of Bill Solace, and he's done it from different angles. This time, he's concentrating on Psalms. And So, he's going to concentrate there, but he thinks, yes, that that this is something that's being fulfilled, and it has been predicted, and it's being fulfilled right now. And he's very monotone when he talks, but I think it's good, because if you listen carefully, you should be able to follow along if you don't know anything about Bible prophecy, because he's just going to generically talk about the nations who are involved. He'll tell you the nations that uh, are named. And who they actually are in this day and age. Uh, so don't let the monotone make your mind drift. He's not super animated when he talks, but that's okay. So are we seeing these end time of wars happening right now? Is the Israeli conflict going to lead into the fulfillment of them? I think it's going to lead into the fulfillment of all of them that are pre-trib, and it's and there's Several. And I think they're going to happen, bam, 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 and they're all tied in together. That's what I'm thinking now. Take a listen.
1: Who who are the evil neighbors that Jeremiah is talking about? We have to look at the roundabout in the neighborhood there. You have, And they're all identified in Psalm 83. Uh, They got their statehood we talked about. You have Lebanon to the north, uh, listed as Tyre or Gabal in Psalm 83, verses 6 through 8. And that's, of course, where the Hezbollah are. Right. And, And it says in Psalm 83, It says that the inhabitants of tire in other words a a habitation condition and if you sort of research the word it looks like it could be a state within a state inhabiting and of course hezbollah is a state within a state that was set up proxy group set up by iran so i would probably put hezbollah is in there as part of the evil neighbors but lebanon is involved in there you have syria where of course bashar al-assad uh is a proxy of Iran as well, and he used chemical weapons over 300 times in the Syrian Revolution. He's a threat to Israel. Uh, You also have Iraq. Uh, You have Jordan, fragile peace treaty with Jordan right now, but I can show prophecies, and I do in the Future War book. And the Psalm three book, the Jordan's peace treaty, will be voided out, and there will be a war. Uh, Egypt, I believe, would be in there. You have the Palestinians identified in Psalm 83, verse 6, as the tents of Edom. The Edomites have ethnical representation into the Palestinians today. The Edomites were fathered by Esau, who was the twin brother of Jacob. Jacob later became called Israel. But Esau fathered the Edomites and were told in... Psalm 83, verse 6, that there'll be the tents of Eden. They're listed first as if it's their plight that's being bannered by the 10-member Psalm 83 Confederacy. Tents of, biblically in this scenario, means refugee encampments. So we have the Palestinian refugees being identified for us 3,000 years ago when ASAP wrote this prophecy. And it's, of course, their plight for the two-state solution that's being bannered, and even Joe Biden is falling into that trap. And so then you also have Saudi Arabia and the Gaza, the Felicia area, where the Hamas are, um, the Sinai area. These would be, in my estimation, the nations that share common borders with Israel, that have harbored this ancient hatred from time immemorial against Israel. And those are the nations and terrorist populations within them, that the Lord is saying will utterly be plucked up and destroyed if they don't worship God, like they taught the Jews to worship Baal back in Jeremiah's time. And they're not going to, Jimmy. As you can tell, they're not going to do that. They're not going to pull themselves apart from Allah. And uh, and in my estimation, as we see these wars start to come forward, prophetically put together and foretold, Allah is going to lose his Akbar. You know, that means Allah (laughs) is the greater God. Allah is not the greater God, and Jehovah is the the true God. He thinks a lot of these wars
0: are going to end up with Israel really winning many of these wars. Israel is going to be considered having a great army, but the whole world is going to be clamoring to go against them. But there has to be a setup for the peace contract. And that's how you know you've entered the tribulation, is there will be a peace contract that the Antichrist, a covenant of some sort, uh, that will... I think, stop the wars temporarily because wars are going to get so out of control people are going to be sick of it. And you will have people desperate for peace. And that's why they the Bible says when they get it, they'll be like, yes, peace, peace. But the Bible says, but there will be no peace. There is no peace. It's really just a ploy. They still want to push Israel off the face of the earth. And that's, but you have a three and a half year period where Israel will be tricked into thinking they're in peace. Then, halfway through that, is when the Antichrist truly reveals himself. And many of the Israelis are said to flee to the mountains during this time. And of course, there's a turn to the Messiah, but the real Messiah, Jesus, because they've been tricked in. Fake messiahs that will try to say that they are the messiah rising up, including the antichrist himself. And the Jews will realize, wait a minute, none of these people, they're not the messiah. And they're going to see how all these things were already fulfilled and they're going to see how the new testament fits and fills in the gaps of the old testament and it will all make sense to them. And maybe they'll see videos like this and say, how do the Christians know all this? They could have only known all this if. Jesus really is who he said he was. And that's the point of this, too. The point of these wars happening is so that Christians can say, here it is in the Bible. Now, for thousands of years, Christians couldn't point and say, here it is in the Bible. They've been waiting. When's the end times coming? When's the end times coming? We are clearly in the end times. And you say, well, how do you know you're in the end times now? And it's not another thousand years from now. And the people were saying they were in the end times a thousand years ago. No, no, no. Remember at the beginning, Israel is a nation now. For this not to be the end times, Israel would have to not become a nation again, be scattered amongst the earth all over again. God would then gather them from all the nations of the earth, regather them yet again to fulfill all of this, establish them yet again. That's not going to happen. He's already fulfilled all those things. That fulfillment tells you, you have entered the end times. You know, we're not talking about just the seven-year period. We're talking about the end time period, which is who knows how long. Clearly, we officially entered the end time period when Israel became a nation. That's a marker that says, all right, Christians, you're in the end time period now. Now you can start looking for these end time things in the Bible to be fulfilled. Whereas before, that's just people guessing and they were just yapping and those things couldn't possibly be what they were saying before. Now, they can be fulfilled. So that's how I know we're in the end times, because Israel's existence. If Israel didn't exist, I would be a Christian telling you, we can't be in the end times. Israel doesn't even exist. How can how can these end time prophecies come about without an Israel? But now there's nothing left to be fulfilled. Nothing except for a few wars that technically See, we're man we don't know everything that God, and God does things in different ways than we even think. Technically, they could be fulfilled during the tribulation. They don't have to be things that happen before the tribulation. It is our best estimate guess. And not everyone will agree with us, but many of us, our best estimate guess is some of these wars are a pre-trip thing that lead you into wanting to have a peace contract happen. And it makes sense because Why does it make sense? Because we're seeing it happen in front of our eyes. It'd be hard for me to say that and it not be happening and people believe me, but it's happening and we're here and we're watching it. Let me give you more of this conversation. There's a lot. I'm giving you a tiny, tiny fraction. Uh, Bill Solace has a lot of information about how these things lead in and it what I like is is I didn't know his theory on how this could lead to Damascus being destroyed and I talked about it one of my shows before I saw in a news report Israel threatened Syria and said we'll we'll utterly wipe out Damascus I'm like whoa that's a that threat it would be a biblical prophecy and now I'm seeing him saying how these things could lead into the Damascus being destroyed, how it could lead into the Gog-Magog war. Uh, There's all sorts of things that seem to be setting up and could happen very quickly. These are not things that have to be far apart from each other. They can happen quick. So let me get back to what they were saying. So
1: how are they going to be plucked up? Bill, I mean, if God says that these evil neighbors are going to be plucked up, does that go back to Psalm 83? I would turn our attention to Psalm 83, but within Psalm 83, it it talks about the goal of the Confederates in the first five verses. It says they want to come together. They form a crafty plan to wipe Israel off the map, to cut the nation off, that the name of Israel can be remembered no more. It says they form a confederacy against the Jewish people, against God's people, excuse me, God's people then it goes on in psalm 83 verses 6 through 8 and identifies who they are which we just did the evil neighbors that got their states that are not worshiping god as supposed to They're out of compliance with god's peace plan they will utterly be plucked up and destroyed then asap goes on through verses 9 through 18 to conclude the psalm and petitions to god how he would uh, encourage him to respond to this belligerent confederate attempt to wipe israel off the map and we see that The peripheral prophecies that we can get into that talk about the Israeli defense forces fighting off these evil neighbors, destroying these populations in these countries, like, for instance, Isaiah 17. Damascus will cease from being a city. It will be a ruinous heap. It will be reduced to rubble. Jeremiah 49, verses 2. There will be alarm of war in rabah of the Ammonites. That's Amman, Jordan and it shall be a desolate mound, and Israel shall take possession of his inheritance, which is the Promised Land." So the Israeli Defense Forces are in a number of peripheral prophecies that would be a direct response to Asaph's petition as to how to empower the Israeli Defense Forces to win the wars and destroy those enemies of Israel. And I can get into the examples he used, but I don't think that's necessary at this point of the show, because I want to draw our attention to Zechariah chapter 12, verses two, which says, the time is coming when these evil neighbors will make a final siege on Judah and Jerusalem, it says, behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling or dizziness or intoxication in some translations unto all the people round about the evil neighbors when they, when they try to lay siege on both against Judah and Jerusalem. So you're going to find out there'll be a final siege attempt on Judah and Jerusalem. Of course, they think Jerusalem is the third holiest city in Islam, even though it's not mentioned one time in the Quran but they think it's the third holy city in islam of course that's where the temple mount is and jordan has control over that so right. uh right. they're going to take a final siege on that and what's going to happen is the lord's going to intervene and we're told in zechariah 12 verses 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 the lord is going to intervene supernaturally he's going to level the playing field i get into the the, the things that are going to happen if time permits we can go over them in this show
0: yeah but time doesn't permit for me um There is a whole bunch that could happen. Now, look. God's voice thunders in marvelous ways. He does great things beyond our understanding. That's from Job. But God's voice does thunder in marvelous ways, in ways that we're not going to get everything exactly right as how it's going to happen. But we can give you the general outline which is what we've been doing, and, and things have been fulfilled. The general outline about Russia in the Gog Magog, that's going to involve Russia and Turkey and Iran, probably China, and a whole bunch of others. It looks like Israel has some major victories. Eventually, I, I don't know, but we get to the point where something drastically changes. I think it's the destruction of America. That's what I think. I think you can then start to tie in Revelation 17 and 18 and know that that is something that happens before the tribulation because in Revelation 17, it talks about the 10 horns on the, on this beast that's carrying this woman, a nation. They haven't received their crowns yet. It's, it's the one world government. I'm trying to figure out a simple way of saying this. The one world government is forming, but has not received its crown. It hasn't officially formed, and it's going to destroy this economic hub of the world, totally change the entire world. The world's going to mourn, because who's going to buy their goods? Who's going to buy? That's in Revelation 17 and 18. Oh, who the heck could that be? That There's some Christian nation at the end time that is the wealthiest nation, and it's buying all the world's goods. The world hates this this nation. This nation is drunk on the blood of the saints. It's in a drunken state. It's not aware that it's going to be destroyed. It has a surprise attack, and it's destroyed. You tell me who that is. But the thing is, is I used to not know the timing of this. Then I finally understood. There's two places in the Bible that tell me the beginning of of chapter 17, about how they have not received their crowns. So that tells me that's probably a pre-trib. And then Revelation 14, starting at verse 6, three angels fly by, and they give me another timing about the destruction of this mystery nation. The first angel flies by and says that the gospel will be preached throughout the earth. Then the second angel says that the fallen fallen city is gone. And then this mystery nation, and then a third angel flies by and basically says, do not take the mark of the beast, which tells you between when the gospel is preached throughout the earth and the mark of the beast, this Christian super rich nation is going to fall. Has the gospel been preached throughout the earth? I think yes. Has the mark of the beast occurred? Well, absolutely not. It has not occurred. We we know the technology is there, but it, it has not occurred. So we're in that window. But that window could be huge. I don't know how big the window is. But what could set all of this up? You have this conflict in Israel. They want to get after Israel. But these nations of the world realize, you know what? If they struggle with Israel and Israel's winning, they're going to start to say, hmm, it's like we always said, the great Satan America. You got to get rid of that great Satan America before you get Israel. That will be their common sense attitude. And that would fit with this destruction of this mystery place. And you can see how it would tie in that they struggle with Israel, realize, look, let's, let's get rid of this America and the western world and then we'll come back to Israel and then we'll get them that's the way it seems to be setting up I'm going to run long I got to go Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life no man comes to the father except through him I love you guys I hope I helped you today and not confused you see ya hey guys, hit the subscribe button right now hi, I'm Alan Keyes I'm the host of IMTV's uh, daily talk show about uh, news and events in America, and I want to say a good word for the New American Magazine, uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because uh, New American Magazine represents a alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth. Uh, with so much fake news spreading spreading about and the fact that right now this country is in an existential crisis. We remember who we are and where we come from and what our principles are, or we die. Reading New American magazine can keep you up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people and on which that survival hangs. You can check it out and subscribe at www.thenewamerican.com.